One of the things I, um, we went through last year, we went through a, uh, a season where we were just meeting out the back room there and just talking about some values. And uh, one of the values that I'm really just feeling the Holy Spirit just upon me right now is, uh, is the faith to grow. The faith to grow. The faith to grow. It takes faith to grow, amen? If we're not in faith, it's not a good thing. <laughs> We need to be in faith. Faith is different from hope. Faith is different from fantasy. Faith is different from good ideas. Faith is faith. Faith is something else. And sometimes we can confuse faith with hope. Sometimes we can confuse faith with fantasy. We can confuse faith for good ideas. Good ideas are good ideas. They're not necessarily faith. And it takes faith to grow. And if we're not growing, then we're stagnant. And if we're, not, if we're stagnant, then we're coming back. And I'm believing that God will cause us as a church to grow and as individuals to grow. Amen? So this year, this year, I am believing. I am believing for God to stretch me. I'm believing for God to enlarge me. And there are three words I've got. Uh, yeah, three words I've got. I just said three countless. Um, higher, wider, and deeper. So growth has got different dimensions. And all of us will find ourselves in a place that the area that I'm growing in may be different to what God has wanted to grow you in. All of us will find that there are different parts of our life that need to grow. What God is doing in my life may be different, and I'm probably sure will be different from what's going on in your life. What's going on in your life may be different to what's happening into the life of the person next to you. See, all of us are individual, yet together we make a wonderful family. All of us are individuals, and we find that all of us are in a different, uh, we're on a different path, we're on, a, we're on the same path, but yet we're at different stages of growth, we're at different stages of life. And, um, and I want to encourage you today, be open to grow. Be open to change. Be open to change forward. And God is wanting us. He brings us from a place of uh, cursing into blessing. God is bringing us from a place from death into life. God is bringing us from a place of smallness into a place of bigness. How that looks in your life and how that looks in the different dimensions of your life will be unique to you. Nevertheless, however it looks to you, we're going to grow. We are going to grow. There are areas of my life I know that God is speaking to me about and I will share that with you at some point, but uh, I'm on the growth journey as well, and I am believing in faith to grow. And we're going to need each other on this journey. It's not just a walk that we walk by ourselves, but we need each other to help us. We need each other to, to, to encourage us. We need each other to, to believe in us. Encouragement is when you believe in somebody and you call forth what you believe inside of that person. So in order for us to grow, in order for you to grow, it's going to take the person next to you. It's going to take the person behind you. It's going to take other people to help you grow. And so I want to encourage you this morning uh, in this, this scripture here that, uh, that I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about. It's in uh, Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 31. Jesus is talking about what the kingdom of God is like. What the kingdom of God is like. It's, I mean, the kingdom of God is, is amazing. You know, words cannot describe fully. No preacher in the whole world put together could describe fully what the kingdom of God is like. No, none of us could clearly and fully articulate his wonderful mercy. We could not clearly articulate his wonderful grace. He is beyond our imagination. He is incredibly amazing. And his kingdom is a wonderful kingdom full of love and mercy and compassion and justice. In verse 31, and he 
Jesus says, another parable he put forth to them. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's not a mustard seed, but it is like a mustard seed. kingdom of God is not a mustard seed like the Holy Spirit is not a bird. He's not a dove, but he can be like a bird. He can be like a dove. He is the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of heaven, the Bible says, Jesus says, is like a mustard seed which a man took and sowed into whose field? His field. Which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is growing, everybody say, when it is growing, when it is growing, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air would come and nest in its branches. I encourage you with this here. Kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took. Who was that man? Who is this man that Jesus is talking about? Us? Really? This kingdom of heaven is like a man took a mustard seed and planted it in the field, in his field. It's us? Yeah. I believe that seed or that, that man is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That church is birthed. The Holy Spirit. Jesus is the senior pastor of this church. He's the boss. <laughs> He's the boss. We're led by the Spirit of the Lord. So when we come into His kingdom, when we come into His presence, the Holy Spirit drops something into our lives. It is His field. It is His field. The harvest is His. This church belongs to Him. This is His field. It's not mine. It's not anyone else's. It belongs to Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who comes and sows seed into the field. Friends, every one of us today has the seed of God in our life. You are here today. You may have just received Christ. You may have only just received Jesus Christ last week. There's a seed of the kingdom of God that's already inside of you. Nobody planted it there. No person planted it there. It was planted there by the person of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit plants something in our life, all of us, we don't plant something expect it just to stay. It's just a seed and stay hidden under the ground. Yet sadly, that's where so many of us Christians at times live our lives. We have the deposit of the Spirit of God within our lives, but yet we remain in a place of insignificance. We remain in a place where we're buried under the dirt. No one can see nothing. Friends, that is not what Jesus Christ wants us as a church to be. Jesus said in Matthew 5, just before that, he said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are the city of God. You and I, we are a light of the world. It cannot be hidden. So sadly, many of us, we hide that. And I've got to say, look, even in my own walk, there have been times where I've allowed fear to dominate and intimidation to dominate my life. And I know in my heart that, that I've got the Holy Spirit of God. I know I have something of God inside of my life. But yet, inside of me, even in my journey, I still wage that war of, against fear and intimidation. Friends, God has got a lot, he's, he's placed a seed of the kingdom of God that he wants to grow and enlarge inside of your life. And I know if I struggle with it, I'm sure there'll be people here that will also have challenges that will stop you becoming the light of the world. Friends, we're not the light of the world here right now. Here's a place where we can be recharged. But it's when we go in and face the community, when we, when we go and 
when we take things like funerals, when we get into and speak into people's lives, when we walk people through their choices in life and, and get involved in their lives, that is when we become the light of the world. When we walk, through, walk with people through their brokenness, when we walk with people through their journey in life, that is when we become the light of the world. Sitting here is just, it's a time, it's a great time, we can fellowship one with another, but here no one really knows that what's going on. We've got to get outside the four walls of the church. 99% of the time we're living in the community. That, my friend, is where God wants us to be the light of the world. How can, the, how can Jesus say this? How can, we, how can we hide it? We have such a wonderful gift. We have such a wonderful treasure. Every one of us in our life, the, the treasure, the wonderful mercy, the grace, the wonderful Holy Spirit inside every one of us. How can we hide him? Why would we want to hide him? Why? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Here he says, kingdom of heaven is like a, a mustard seed. It, it looks very, very small. Friends, what God has placed in your life right now, it may seem small right now. It may seem insignificant. Give it time. Give it the right environment. That little seed will start to grow. It'll start to poke through the ground a little bit. So it starts to come up and its roots start to get grounded and its roots start to get down into the ground. And it starts to grow up and it starts to grow down. It starts to emerge as a little seedling. And then it starts to grow and it kind of grows a bit more and give it some more food. You, you create the right environment for it and it starts to grow a little bit more. And Jesus said, this one, the kingdom of heaven, it doesn't just stay in the ground. It just doesn't stay in the four walls of a church. It doesn't stay just on a Sunday service. It goes beyond that and it starts to come out of the ground. It starts to emerge as a little plant. It starts to grow and grow and grow. Jesus says, the man took, and, and, and indeed, it, it looks small, at least looks insignificant, but when it is growing, when it is growing, it becomes greater than every other tree in the garden. I want to tell you today that the kingdom of God is greater than any other tree in this garden in this world. It is greater than Islam. Islam has no power of the Holy Spirit. It is greater than psychology. It is greater than any philosophy than the world could ever produce. The kingdom of heaven is greater. It's greater than Google. <laughs> it's greater than Facebook. Facebook can't heal you. Facebook cannot heal a broken heart. Some doctors can help you a little bit, but they can't save a person's soul. They can't redeem a person's soul from hell. Psychology cannot do that. I'll give you a few tools. It cannot redeem a person's soul from hell. There's only one person that can restore the broken heart. There's only one person that can turn mourning into dancing. There's only one person that can take ashes and make something beautiful out of their life. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus, friends. I love that song. How can you mend a broken heart? There is a way. His name is Jesus. Friends, today, when you are here, when you receive Jesus Christ into your heart, he comes into you, but he doesn't want to stay hidden. 
He wants to grow. And I believe today that we're in a place now where we've had a season of growth in the past. Kind of got trimmed a little bit, pruned a little bit. It's a good thing. But I believe now we're in a season where we're going to grow. I'm going to grow. I'm going to believe that you guys are going to grow as well. I'm going to believe as a church that we're going to grow. I'm going to believe that the kingdom of heaven that bides in our hearts will start to emerge, not just as a a little poke out of the ground. (laughs) For a lot of the times, I think church can just be like a little poke out of the ground because we don't allow the Holy Spirit really to pull us forth. Today I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is going to pull us forth. When you plant something in the ground, you don't just see that it's, you don't just bury it and forget about it. You have faith. I don't know about you, Brian, but when you plant those little trees and put those little grafts on, the last thing you expect is, what you're not expecting is for it just to stay there. You expect it to produce fruit. This is why it takes faith to grow. Faith to grow. The Bible says, and um, just over in Hebrews, when you just turn over in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 30, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, Paul says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't let it go. Don't let nobody rob you of your confidence in Christ Jesus. Don't let nobody rob you of your faith in him. He is our faith. He is our strong tower. He is our confidence. And those who trust in him will never, ever be put to shame. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has a great reward. Friends, God is going to reward you for your faith. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive a promise. Verse 37, for yet in a little while, he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Friends, let's make sure that we remain in a place of faith. Once we start to draw back, if we are not in faith, then we're, we've drawn back and it's faith that pleases God. So if we draw back out of a place of faith, how can we be pleasing to God? Friends, let's not forget the faith that we once walked in. Let's stir ourselves in faith again and believe for us to grow. Let's not draw back in the face of intimidation. Let's not draw back in the face of our own insecurities or our own issues inside of our heart. All of us have got them. Don't let them dominate your life. Let faith dominate your life. Let faith dominate your life. For we are not, the Bible says, we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Friends, as we come into this new year, let's not draw back. Let's not look back to Egypt. Let's not look back to what happened last year or the year before or the year before that. Let's not look back. God has wanted to do a a new thing in your life and in my life and in our lives together. But it's going to take faith. Friends, I want to tell you today, I am believing. And I... As a, as a pastor, it's my job to create an environment for you guys to grow and for me to grow. It's my job to, my call, the God has called me to, to create an environment where people can become all they are in Jesus Christ and that the world may know 
that there is a Savior that loves them. We may be a city on a hill. Amen? Friends, you're going to need the person next to you. You're going to need the person behind you. We're going to need each other. The Bible says submit yourself one to another. Not submit and say, oh, like a little puppy dog. It's like submit and say, man, I need you to speak into my life. I need you to help me walk through this. I need you to challenge me. I need you to encourage me. Friends, we're going to need each other. We're going to need each other. Why don't you grab the person next to you? Just grab a hold of their hand or grab a hold of their arm or do something. Something not inappropriate. (laughs) We're going to just pray for each other right now. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this wonderful church. Thank you, Jesus, for every family, every household represented here. I thank you for every person in this place right now. I thank you for the the seed of the kingdom of God that's within them right now. Jesus, we just pray for our our neighbor right now. We just pray right now that, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe upon their life afresh. Holy Spirit, breathe upon our life afresh. Father, today we speak into the, the giftings. We speak to the call of God that lies within each person. We call it forth in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't you pray for the person next to you? Call it forth. Call forth the call of God. Call forth the seed of God that's within them. Release faith into their life. Jesus.